0: Uh, dear Lord, uh, I just want to thank you for this day, and uh, I want to thank you for another night to be back. It's been a couple of weeks since I've been here, and uh, nice to be back in the, the the family of the body of Christ. So you guys are just such a family to me, and um, uh, even though I go to another church, it's just like another it's like another church home when I come here, and uh, I just want to thank you guys for that, and uh, and I just hope that our hearts and our minds are ready to be. Ready to listen to what uh, Bibo has for us today, and I pray that um, your will be done throughout the day, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Yeah, it's the body. I love that. We're not letting uh, addresses identify us and keep us from hanging out with each other. Uh, One thing that I want to start out with, and this is a beautiful piece, guys. Man, if you ever, uh, if I'm up here, and if you ever hear anything that comes out of my mouth and... It just doesn't sit well, or you know, you kind of go, well, "I have never heard of that one, uh, man alive." I trust your heart with mine, okay? And so it was just a beautiful moment, uh, walking or running this weekend. And Dotson, he said, "Hey, he said, hey, Bibbo, I think you got the wrong Daniel uh, connected with the wrong daddy, you know, this this past week." And so, man, we're running. and I'm going well. Shoot, man, I know I read that. And so we got back to the deal, and, and, and I had Daniel. King David did have a son named Daniel. It's in, it's in Chronicles, but it wasn't the Daniel that was in the, in the lion's den. I kind of skipped over about 300 years there. <laughs> but that, but it, it, it is a kind of a whoops, and I went, wow. That's, but the, the whole thing through that, I was going, he loves me enough to say something. So that's, that's how we get stronger. And, 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 and so the thing is, is that I don't, none of us that will get behind this or do anything, we, we don't position ourselves in this place of, well, I know it all and you don't, so just sit back and listen. <laughs> Remember, gang, you are Him-powered. And we are the body. And I'll say it till they put dirt on my box. There was something I'm missing or you wouldn't be in my life. And so, me knowing you makes me stronger. So, thanks for being in my presence. All right, y'all ready? We're going to go back. This crazy guy named Gabriel is the one that's showing up on the scene. Okay. And so, if you remember last week when we were there, one of the last scenes that we saw with Daniel was the king coming after him when he was in the lion's den. and he was just in anguish going. He said, man, does this God that you serve faithfully, has He saved you? Mm-hmm. And man, if you were here, you, you heard the words of Daniel when he said, he said, God sent an angel to shut the mouths of the lions and I have been found innocent. Mm-hmm. And how we link that together with going that when Jesus, when the stone was rolled away from <coughs> and Jesus comes out, we too in our faith in Jesus have been found innocent innocent and so we'll fast forward about 500 years and we see Gabriel show up again and man he's going to show up and he's going to show up with Zachariah so go to, go to Luke find that Luke chapter 1 gang a lot of these words you will have heard a ton of times especially if you're a fan of the Peanuts Christmas movie anyone else <laughs> isn't that great Dun, 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 dun. Love it. I know, and you can just see pig pen rolling around in there. So this is going to be Luke chapter one, and so Luke is the writer of the letter, and he's writing to a buddy of his, Theophilus, and he's just saying, "Look, man, you can rest assured that what I'm writing you here, you can you can trust it. You you can you can take this to the bank." Some scholars, some people have. Gone as far and said that Luke researched this so much that, you know, that he got a lot of his uh, research from Jesus's mama, Mary. That he was point blank honed and, in and she's spewing this stuff, and, and, and here we are. And, and so, as he starts, I want to start in verse 5 where it says, When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a he was a member of the priestly order of Ab- Ubejai. And his wife, Elizabeth, was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Now, quick time out. The Aaron that they're talking about there is Moses' brother. Okay? If you go all the way back, if you started reading all the first five books of the Bible, you'll see, you remember Moses? You know, you remember Aaron, his brother, and so they set the priest order up through Moses' brother Aaron. So you've you got to let this sink in just a little bit that it's important that we even recognize that Elizabeth is in that line because they're always wanting to make sure that Jesus is, is connected to all the different people, right? We're going to see that next week through Mary. But here's Elizabeth that she's through the priestly line of Aaron. And so Zechariah being a priest for over 1400 years, there was a certain way that the priests conducted themselves day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, quarter in, quarter out. It was just repetitive. And if you were to go back and read that, you would see and and try to fathom performing the same duties over and over and over and over for 1,400 years. I get, I get tired of doing something the same way in a week. And they're passing this stuff down for just generation and generation. And so what they are, what, what priests are in this day, gang, is the bridge to God. Okay? Okay. They're taking all the prayers, they're taking all the sacrifices, they're taking everything, and they're taking it to God, and they're being the mediator. They're the go-between, they're the in-between, alright? And so Zechariah has been in this for a while. And we're going to see that, that, that with Zechariah, that he's about to be, he's part of, some people say he's part of seven to 20,000 priests in this era. There's 24 clans. And so a clan would come in and they would serve for a particular week. And so it's their week. And so he actually lived about four miles outside of Jerusalem and they're walking in. Okay? And so each morning, how that would go down is at about 3 a.m., all of the priests would come together and they would cast lights on how you were going to serve for that day. They did it before the sun came up. 3 a.m. Everybody gets together. So here's, here's Zachariah and all of his buddies, all of his, all of his pals. And we know that Zachariah is getting older because we'll see that here in a second. And you have to start wondering, will I ever get a shot? Man, will I ever get to play? And so it's 3 a.m. And they get together. And I don't know if anyone's like me, but if if you've been part of anything and and you've always been part of a group and and you want to play and and you go to the when it's game day and you're not picked, anyone ever had that? Doesn't that stink? And so all of you know maybe sometimes you're just fighting, you know, just going here we go again, but not this day. They're out there and they cast the lots. And so the whole day, and and Zachariah gets picked. He gets the lot. It's like a lottery. And so he gets picked and he gets to be the one that's going to burn the incense on the day. There's a morning sacrifice. There's an afternoon sacrifice. There's the burning of the incense. And it's a sweet aroma. It's the sending up of the prayers to God. And Zechariah got picked. He got, he got picked. Can you imagine, gang? Put yourself in that situation that you're older in years, and and if you go back, you'll look. That priest could be priest starting at age 25. King David lowered the age to 20, but somewhere along 50, you're supposed to stop being a priest. And then they would just start saying, "Well, no, you 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 can kind of hang around. You can you can still keep doing stuff." So I'm not real sure how old Zachariah was, and I'm praying like everything that him being older is not 50. (laughs) Please, Lord, don't let I'm gonna be 52. That sounds young to me. But Zachariah, he was probably maybe he was standing back there with his arms crossed. And the lot came and his name says is, is announced. Did they say "me? Now, gang, you're going into the temple. Now this is Zechariah. He's a priest. This is what you've been trained to do your entire life. This is what you do every day, all your life. You're never not a priest. By the way, when are we never not in him? but when is he not ever in us? You see and so now Zechariah is getting the opportunity of a lifetime there'll not be another one, and so he's carrying literally the burdens of the people into the room of the temple and and you can go back and get the measurements of it, but let's just say that this would be it. It's the altar. And there would be these horns coming up out of, out of it, and it's gold. And he's going to get to go in. 9 a.m., the trumpets start blaring. And sacrifices are coming into the temple. And all of the regalia, all of the pomp and the circumstance is coming in. It's high church at its best. It is. Oh my goodness, it's it. And so Zechariah is walking in. Can you even fathom? Now gang, he's inches away from where one the high priest goes in once a year. He's at the place that he's that surely that throughout the the Hundreds of years, someone has wanted to peek in, but they knew not because in the history in the past, there was a couple of boys that didn't quite follow the rules the way they were supposed to, and they got slain. So they knew that they were dealing with a God that would do what He said He was going to do. And so He's at this place. So let's go down to verse 11 here just for a second. As we go down to verse 11... Think of something in your life that you've given so much detail to. How many of us have ever played sports? Game day, do you prepare a little bit different than you do on practice day? Come on. How come? more More important. What about any dancers in the room? Put any any people that are in the theater. You would go through your rehearsal, people, musician. You rehearse, but when the lights come on, it's a little bit different feel, isn't it? And so think about the things that you give attention to detail on game day versus not game day. There's no bigger game day for Zachariah right now, and he's going in. And so let's look at verse 11. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the incense altar. Verse 12. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. I bet. Verse 13. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son and you are to name him John. Now gang, time out here just for a second. You and your bride have been praying for a son all your life. You too have been praying for the chance to be able to participate in a little bit higher level than what you've been able to participate in the ceremony of being with God. And that day has come. And yes, you are being ushered in to the altar, to the incense, to the burning, and you're going to be offering up prayers on behalf of everyone, Could it, do we have to stretch too far to think that maybe Zachariah threw one in for himself? <laughs> Lord, I know You've heard my prayers.
1: But Father, a
0: son, Lord a Son. And all of a sudden, an angel appears. Think of a time in your life whenever anything and everything has been stripped away and you just thought it was just you in that moment. And then someone's on you. How startled are you? How frightened are you? What does your heart immediately start doing? Boom, 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 boom. It starts pumping. And so he knows everyone is out. The guys that helped usher him in are told to get away. And he is hunkered down praying for everyone's sacrifices. Remember, he's the bridge. (laughs) Lord, Father, forgive them. Lord, here are the sacrifices. All of the ceremony is going on. And then all of a sudden... An angel appears, and the angel says, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Does anyone ever think God doesn't hear them? Maybe God just doesn't understand. Maybe if I pray harder. I've not ever figured that one out. I don't know how to pray harder. I know how to pray more. Does it mean if I tense up the get God? (laughs) Father, I really mean it. I really mean it this time. You know what I mean? I'm praying hard. He heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son, and you're to name him John. God has heard your prayer. And he'd been praying for that. And and look what he says about him. He says, He says your son's going to be the one that will turn the Israelites to the Lord. Your son, Zechariah, he's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit right from the get-go. Zechariah, your son, John, is going to be the one to prepare the way for the Lord. That's pretty big news. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's a pretty good day inside the temple, wouldn't you think? And so he's in there and he's having this conversation with Gabriel. And so he goes on and he is a little shocked now, gang. So look, let's go down to verse 18. And I love this about Zechariah because I can so relate. You've been praying for something for years. You're in the place where you are hopefully expecting to to meet God. Right? The, The smoke going up would symbolize that the prayers are going up. It represents everything about God. You have an encounter with Zechariah who just said, God is sending me to you. You're going to have a son. And look what Zechariah says. How can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now. My wife is also well along in her years. And I love what Gabriel says. Verse 19 I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was He who sent me to bring you this good news. And so, isn't that, do, does anyone else ever relate with that? When, when folks that we're living life with, they'll, they'll ask, How can I be sure? How, Bibbo, how do you know that? You have any promises on that? And we'll say, man, God is a promised deliverer. It just may not look like the way I want it to look. That's why He's indwelled us with Himself to walk through it. And so, here we go. Look, the thing that we are right here, I do want to take just a quick time out. This is eerily close to Abraham and Sarah. Have you ever read about them? You remember Abraham? He was the one that God credited as being righteous because of believing his faith. And he too had a bride that they were too older and they had been longing for a son. Been begging for one. And then God said, you're going to have a son. And his name was Jacob. And so the similarities in this start to get real striking for me because See, Abraham and Sarah, they laughed. They didn't quite get how that was going to happen. <laughs> and so we're in good company, gang, that at times that if we don't quite understand what's roaring through us to take the next steps, that we're not quite sure of it, you can be sure of the One who's delivering the message to you. You can rest in the fact that God is for you. He's a good, good Father. So if the steps sound crazy, take the crazy step. Take the crazy step. Let the world see crazy happen before their eyes and God get the glory for it. And so like Abraham and Sarah, they had a son, Jacob, and all of a sudden he's told, I want you to give me your son. God's saying, I want your son. I want you to lay him out on the altar. By the way, did you know that altar means place of slaughter? Sacrifice? Abraham takes his son up to the place of altar to slaughter him, to sacrifice him. Zechariah is at the place of sacrifice altar that represents Christ. The connection. The angel stops Abraham before he can put the knife into his son. Angel here with Zechariah. I don't have anything to base it on, but man, it would be cool if that was the same angel. If that was Gabriel that stopped him if that stopped Abraham from doing that to his son Jacob. But I don't have anything to base that on. But I do know that God is good. And so, we're back with Zechariah. And so, we say, well, how come Zechariah... You don't have to go back up there, but in verse 6, it says, we see that God saw them. He's talking about Zechariah and Elizabeth as righteous. Careful to observe the law. There is not much on his life before this encounter, gang. What's God wooing through you? Where is your temple? Where is your altar? What is your place of sacrifice that you continue to offer up to God? And He's delivering those next steps. And do you trust those? You see, because the rest of the story is that Zechariah finally came out of there, right? And he couldn't talk. So everyone knew that he had an encounter with someone. And the day came. And this boy was born. And they wanted to name him Zechariah, but... Zachariah said no I'm going to do what God said I'm going to name him John he's the one that is preparing the way for the Lord now gang Zachariah that was his livelihood he knows what's coming He knows that the bridge that He is to the people is coming to an end. Because Jesus is on His way. Jesus is on His way. Jesus is on His way. Zechariah knew that his day of being the bridge for the people were coming to an end. Legend has it, I don't know, some folks have it that Zechariah was killed. Not long after that. You remember that uh, King Herod here, that he, he had the order of killing the innocents. Right? Uh, boys two years and younger. Some believe that Zechariah was protecting his son and Jesus in the midst of that. Now gang, look. Hang on. Zechariah was one of them. He was of the tribes. He was one of the priests. And he believed. And so he was willing, if that's the case, to be slaughtered. And <laughs> that's something. He was at a place representing slaughter. And he allowed that to go on to protect the permanent bridge of Jesus. So here's what I want us to think about as we close. You see that over there? The bread and the cup? Here's why we have that. Here's what I want you to think about. Where's your place to receive promises? Are you open to receive what God has for you at all times? How are you teaching those that you're living life with to be open and recipient to the promises that God has for us? Is it in settings like this? How would you remind people where God's temple is? Where is God's temple? Come on. There you go. i got a bunch of folks that are pointing to their noggins. (laughs) You are God's temple. You are God's temple. Through Jesus Christ, you are God's temple. And so the reason for this is that we're celebrating the fact, and this is 2 Corinthians. I do want you to write this down. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 20. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 20. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for His glory. You remember the prayers that, that Zechariah was offering up in the smoke and all the circumstance? All of that's been fulfilled through Christ, gang. And so the reason that we partake of that is because we're saying yes, that we know that Jesus is our permanent bridge and we are His temple and that He is living within us. Father, I thank You for this time. I thank You for this people. We love You. We know that You love us. And so Lord, as we do continue to sing and offer prayer and And Father, to participate in the Love Feast, what some would know as the Lord's Supper, what some know as communion, that Father, that we're celebrating the resounding yes that has come through Jesus Christ. Father, I thank You for Zachariah. I thank You for his bride, Elizabeth for their perseverance on just continuing to pray and to believe, Lord, even when it didn't look like the way that they wanted to. Father, I'm thankful for a man that you can see that knowing in nine months and 30 years that his son would be hollering out, behold, the Messiah, the One who takes away the sin of the world. And Father, his role as a priest would no longer be needed. (laughs) it's just amazing father how how you love us Mm -hmm. and how we get to love others and the you through us is the connector so lord we uh we praise you and we honor you and it's in christ's name that we all say together amen verse say, humbly I stand in offer.